All right. Appreciate everybody at Pivot Socks. Go to getpivot.com. That's G-E-T-P-Y-V-O-T.com. Use the promo code Sneak Disc Podcast. Get yourself a nice little discount and get free shipping. Like I said, go to G-E-T-P-Y-V.P-O-V-O-T.com. Use the promo code Sneak Disc Podcast, man. Get you some ankle socks. Get you some no-shows. Get you some knee highs, whatever you need. Uh, to get you through the year, man. Like I said, high quality stuff. I appreciate them. Every pair of single, every every pair of socks you buy, does uh, support a uh, support an episode of this podcast. Like I said, just because we ain't in the studio doesn't mean this doesn't cost money to do. Um, you know, but like I said, man, go to uh, gtpyvot.com. Promo code sneak this podcast. Uh, yo, sneak this podcast episode three hundred twenty nine. Greg still doing episodes for my sneaker closet. Um, appreciate everybody who likes, subscribes, shares this podcast. Um, you know, I uh, you know, be trying to mull over what to do with the podcast. You know, summer is coming up, so you know, who knows? You know, I'm uh, I'm thinking about possibly, you know, seeing if George would be interested in just doing one episode a month together you know i don't know i you know uh maybe two i don't know um you know like i said it's uh it's a lot of work that does it goes into this show yeah you need to hear me you know i i'll just say something really quick you know um you know shout out to uh, the homie who sent me a message you know he was like yeah you know i left your review on apple uh yada 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 he says he uh subscribes to us on spotify left a review on apple but he was like man i can't believe some people don't like the closet episodes and i was like oh really because i've been you know getting nothing but love from people you know whatnot so i was like oh he must be talking about some reviews or something right so you can go in there and look if you want to like whatever um you know you know and a couple cats left some reviews you know and uh you know i had told him i said i don't pay those any mind because those just came out of nowhere you know when you know i kind of got into it with welty from complex not saying that he did it or not but you understand fan bases you understand what people do and you know what it did was you know it made me uh you know just i said you know i'm not gonna i'm not bothered by it one i mean if you go look at shoot you go look at rogan's ratings he has some of the worst the most some awful ratings, you know, he has some really high ones and some really bad ones, you know what I mean? It just comes with the territory, you know, once you put yourself out there, your art, your craft, whatever you do or something that you're good at, you got to leave it up to criticism. So like, it doesn't bother me one bit, you know, the one thing that I will say that like, I guess annoyed me was, you know, somebody, and this goes for anybody who listens to the podcast. And if you do something and if there's something that you do, like I've said numerous times on this show and I've given the advice, stop, don't listen to this show anymore. Like, give it a break. Like, you know what I mean? Skip 25 episodes. You know what I mean? It's just sneaker news. You know, it's not like you have to listen to episode 24 in order to find out what hap- what's happening next in episode 25. You know, I've been doing this podcast for a really, really long time. And I appreciate those who've been riding since episode one. And I appreciate those who jumped in on episode 300. You know, what am I on today? 29. I appreciate those who jumped in on th- episode 328. You know, the one thing I say, I will say for those um, who are just jumping into the show, because every day I'll get a message from somebody new or I'll see a new comment somewhere, you know, a new listener. Can't believe I'm just finding this show. This show is awesome. Yada, yada, yada. You know, one of the best compliments that I've always gotten about this podcast was um, it makes people feel like 
they talking to the homies or that makes them feel like I'm the homie or makes it feel like George and I are the homies or like they talking to their cousins about sneakers. And that's what the show has all been about. You know what I mean? The show, like I said, started seven years ago based off of, off of a sneaker thread, me, George and Ryan. I mean, if you got a hold of our sneaker threads back in the day, Lord have mercy. Like, we may have been the OGs of getting canceled. Like, and I'm pretty confident that's of everybody's sneaker threads. You know what I mean? Um, threads in general. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, I had the idea of starting a podcast to showcase how we talk to each other, how we talk to other people, how we talk in public. You know, and like I've seen a few people, you know, and I'm going this based off the comments, you know, those reviews. I, you know, like I said, I could care less. Like, don't listen to this show. Don't listen to it. You know what I mean? Don't like it. Don't like it. You know, there's a couple of things that bothered me about the comments, but I'll get into that in a second. But, you know, I always want people to understand that this show is based off of how I would talk with my friends, like how I act on an every single day basis. You know what I mean? And, you know, a couple of the comments says something about the show being unstructured and stuff like that. Fam, the show goes intro pickups, unbox releases and sneaker topics. That that's the structure of the show. Now, that's the structure of it, but I talk how I want to talk, and I talk how I talk in public. Like, if you went to lunch with George and I, if you couldn't handle this podcast, you'd probably kill yourself if you was at lunch with us. Because me and George say and talk and laugh loud and talk crazy however we want. And that's just fact, you know what I mean? But, you know, for those who are first-time listeners, those who are, like, you know, just getting into the show and... You know, one thing you could say about sneaker content, you know, sneaker content has always been one of two ways. It's always been either, I don't want to say goofy, but like, you know, you got your Kais, uh, Kies bars, Kais bars, whatever, and you got your, you know, your Tony 2D2 Wilds, and, you know, and, you know, they were more of the like skits and, you know, tried to be on the more vlog end in the early days of sneaker of sneaker content, you know. And then, you know, there was the, and still to this day, the super-duper large wave of just those who unbox, you know. Those who unbox everything now. Sneakers, clothes, you know, cards, whatever the case may be. And they're a little bit more on the dot your I's, cross your T's type thing. And then Sneaker Podcast came along. And, you know, even the early, early, early sneaker podcasts, like these sneaker podcasts that were around early, early had already stopped doing sneaker podcasts by the time that I came around. Um, you know, I don't know, you know, for those who used to listen to or listen to uh, sneaker box uh, Detroit podcast, you know, uh, they were a little bit more free spirited, you know, um, I would say they weren't as much as us, you know. Um, the one thing that we always did was say exactly how we feel. Do you know what I mean? We never, ever, ever played the game. Not to say that they were, but um, it rubbed people the wrong way because I'm not going to lie to you. We were one of the originators of saying how we feel, do what we want, and putting that out in a high-quality manner. Like, it just wasn't on YouTube. Like, when I said we're on every single podcast streaming platform that you could think of. You know, you could listen to us in your car. You could watch us on your TV. You could watch us on your computer. Um, so, you know, for those who listen to this podcast, you got to understand, this is me talking how I would talk if I was with you. You could ask any single person who's ever come or been in town 
how I am with them when it comes to the show. And I'm talking about people I've never met in my life. I treat everybody just like the homie. You know what I mean? And look, if my show isn't for you, that's cool, man. Like, I, fam, I don't even know if I want to do this thing anymore. So I honestly could care less. There are plenty of people who dot their I's and cross their T's and like, you know, yo, bro, welcome to my show. First today, we're going to talk about the. That's cool, man. If you like the dot your I's and cross your T's, there's Kusto, there's Wear Testers, there's plenty of people who are providing that, you know, that, you know, professional, not outside hanging out with the homies type content sorry like i just literally got off work about you know an hour ago and just got home turn the camera on turn the lights on let my wife know i'm about to do the podcast and i came in the closet threw a hat on not wearing the sunglasses today honestly i left them in the car didn't feel like going back and get them you know but shout out to the homies at sneak apparel for providing those sunglasses use the promo code for this if you want to copy a pair copy yourself a pair um but you know like i said man you know I, I just want people to understand who are new to the podcast, maybe not understand it because the sneaker content that they've been used to before or the sneaker content that they currently digest is a little bit more, you know, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. That's not me. It'll never, ever be me. I could never. Um, I would have been stopped doing this show if I was trying to provide. I provide a professional you know, podcast based off how the audio sounds, being myself and the graphics and stuff you see on screen on YouTube that not many, if any, are providing. You know, I make all that stuff myself, edit the video myself, all that stuff. I set up the lights myself, do the cameras myself, you know, and it's not easy work. You know what I mean? But, you know, I just like I said, I just want those who are listening to understand, like, you're just chilling with the homie. I'm going to talk how I want to talk. When the Fear of God sample Adidas came out, I mean, messages flooded in of people who can't wait to hear my opinion. I'm not going to give you the, you know, the like, hey, bro, they're just not for me. Nah, if they suck, they suck. If they're trash, they're trash, you know. Um, and that's just me because I wouldn't go outside with the homies and be like, yo, yo, guys, what'd you guys feel about the Fear of God Adidas sample that dropped? You know, I could see where they're going, but they're just not my style. But, you know, more power to those who like them. Fam. Hey, come on, man. Like, if y'all really want to hear talk like that, like I said, man, there are plenty of people out there providing that content. The one thing, the one thing um, I will say is that, uh, you know, don't tell me what to do with my show. Um, that's the one thing that I'll say, you know, and that's just to like some a specific person, you know telling me and, and you know i'm sorry let me go back this show is about me and george it's not about you it's not about anybody who listens to this the show is for you it's not about you it's about george and i it's about myself how i feel it's about how george feels it's about how we feel together it's about how like the guests that come in the studio how andy feels rico you know anybody who don you know anybody who comes into the studio on a regular basis it's about how they feel it's not about you I just want to make sure that I provide something every single week for those, you know, who got those long weeks, those commutes, man. You need that break in the week. You know, like I said, I'm sorry that the episodes have been coming out on Thursday, but I had to switch my work schedule up um, for something, you know, I had to take responsibility for somebody who was, you know, out of town for a while. So I had to switch my schedule to theirs to make sure that everybody knew that I was available to them. Um, 
but yeah, you know, the one thing that I will say, just don't tell me. And when I say don't tell me what to do, I mean, provide suggestions and things like that. But, you know, the one thing I will say that one, there's two things that I will say that, that the reviews did bother me was one person said that the show has basically like gone downhill or something like that. And that's fine. That happens to every single podcast. I used to be a Joe Bunn podcast fanatic. I haven't listened to it since Maul and Rory left. And originally it was because of that. And then I jumped back into it a little bit. But like, I just got over the Joe Bunn podcast. And it didn't, but I didn't go to, I didn't, I never left a review for the Joe Bunn podcast that like, I love it. It's my favorite show. And when I stopped listening to it, I didn't leave one to let them know I don't listen to it anymore. If you're going to, if you're going to leave a review or a comment or send me a message or whatever, telling me how you don't like it anymore, you can't do that. If you used to like it, if you've never told me you liked it, I don't care if you don't like it now. I'm not trying to be a jerk here. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to really kind of explain it. And also, you know, somebody was like, you know, hey, man, you, you basically stop the show, you know, stop the show because they don't like it anymore. <laughs> like, that's not how this works. Like, you can't you just want me to stop the podcast at episode three hundred twenty eight. Just stop the show completely because you don't like it, fam. Don't listen to this show, man. I, Man, I hope people believe me when I say I could care less about this. Like, come on, man. I am really good at it. I appreciate those who enjoy it. And this goes for anybody. Don't tell people to stop what they're doing because you don't like it. Like, it just, it that absolutely makes no sense. That's like, that's like the epitome of like a lot of sneakerheads nowadays. It's not about you. It's not self-entitlement. Like you can't possibly be like, yo, stop your show because you know, I don't care for it anymore. Huh? Like you can't be serious. Like get yourselves together. Anyways, man. But like I said, man, I appreciate everybody who likes, who subscribes, who shares, who doesn't like, who pops in once a month, new listener, old listener, former listener, return listener, ex-listener, whatever the case may be. Um, not a whole, whole lot to say today. Um, you know, obviously some Fair God stuff, some Adidas stuff, you know, like, oh, you know, and I, I really, <laughs> Adidas has had a really bad, whew, Adidas has had a really rough six to eight months, I tell you, you know, and, you know, if you listen to this podcast and if you know me personally, you know how much I love Adidas, but man, they seriously need to get themselves together. Um, I do pickups first. Uh, pickups, I have none. Um... I tried for, I didn't try for the Air Max 1 Big Bubble. I have OG Air Max 1s. I mean, you got one, you got them all. As long as it's wearable, you know, it is what it is. It's like Air Max 97 Gold Bullets, Silver Bullets. Um, I ended up getting them again, um, but I already had them. You know, I already had the OGs, and an Air Max 97 isn't something typically you see falling apart in the streets. And, you know, I don't have beat up a lot of beat up pairs beaters of sneakers you know what i mean like you know i see a lot of people like oh i need a fresh pair you know sneaker heads are funny like a fresh pair means just ds you know i have homies that be like you know what i need a fresh pair i'm like 
but you've only worn that pair once. <laughs> it's still a fresh pair. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I didn't try for those. I did try for the homie Rick, though. Shout out to my homie Rick over on the East Coast um, in Massachusetts. Um, I feel like there was something that I did try for and I didn't get. Um, let me check sneakers app real quick because I think it was in sneakers. It was definitely a... Uh, um, raffle what do they call it the whatever they call it you know definitely a get notified and join uh type raffle situation whatever they had going on what was it i'm sitting there trying to see you know you would think it'd be a lot easier to see the things that you don't get but boy sneakers app and i appreciate sneakers app giving people the opportunity to be on their platform but this thing is cluttered now like they almost need like, you know, Nike has two apps. They got the regular general Nike store app and they got sneakers app. Sneakers app is supposed to be for all the, you know, major drops. You know what I mean? Or the things that they feel have enough hypes around them. They need to be dropped on a specific time or or a raffle type, you know, uh, thing. But sneakers app has become seriously a social media app basically to to get to you know, for other sneakerheads, which is greatly appreciated. You know what I mean? It's like, that's cool that they're giving people that opportunity and whatnot, but it's becoming more and more difficult to scroll uh, through sneakers and, f I mean, through sneakers app and find sneakers. Like, I can't even find, ooh, them is kind of fire. I can't even find what I took an L on. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe it was SB4s. I don't remember. I don't know. I think SB, the Jordan SB4 sneakers was the only place I tried. I didn't put a raffle in anywhere else. I didn't, you know, that was the only place that I put forth effort to try. So, but anyways, uh, nothing to unbox today. Like I said, man, I'm getting off work kind of late. Uh, not kind of late, but you know, I got off work, got to pick up the kids and then, you know, I kind of chilled a little bit, had to respond to a bunch of emails and whatnot. I didn't, um, I didn't grab anything out the closet, you know, that I haven't unboxed in the podcast before. Um, I'm trying to see if there's something I could just grab right here, but it looks like I just stack up all the stuff that I unboxed recently right here. Uh, oh, I did put in for on confirm though the Bape Campus joints, the navy blue ones. I'm not a navy blue sneaker fan. You know, it's funny. If you go in your closet and look in your closet and really go through your, your collection of sneakers, you'll find a color that you're just not a fan of like i'm sorry you'll find a like realize in your collection a color that you don't have that you're just not a fan of you know what i mean um there are people that like actively avoid certain colors i've always in the past you know it's just in the last probably two years i started giving baby blue unc i always thought that was for a newborn baby you know baby blue i started giving uh unc north carolina baby blue whatever um a shot with sneakers you know a couple jordans here and there and whatnot um uh, maybe even a couple new balances i don't know um you know there's like people that i know they see that like they just not in the red sneakers they're just not in the orange sneakers they're just not into that you know i don't have any colored sneakers besides like anything that's triple black you'll you know maybe triple black ultra boost i may one day cop i don't know but like Triple black sneakers just ain't never my thing. That's like the only sneakers I would actively avoid. Maybe all white as well. Um, but I do buy all white shell toes and vans and things like that. So I don't know if I, that would qualify. But I didn't realize I actively avoid navy blue and sneakers. Um, you know, so like when I uh, did the confirmed Adidas app, I did the like, you know, 
join their raffle or whatever it is. I, whatever. I hate using the word raffle. I just feel like whatever. Um, you know, a raffle used to be, or not used to be, but a raffle, the history of a raffle is, you know, you, well, it started out as, you know, I don't know how to explain it. Like you bought the ticket, like, and I guess that's essentially what winning, winning, like winning like a lottery to pay is insane. And we've talked about that a trillion times on this podcast, but it still baffles me that like how excited you can be to win the pay, you know, anywhere from 200 to $300 for sneakers. It's crazy. Um, but you know, I did, like I said, I did sign up for the campus blue Bapes. anything Bape and Adidas. I always go for, uh, I am a Bape fan. I'm a huge Bape fan. Uh, not necessarily of like their sneakers, whatnot. I have a few Bapes to, you know, roads to sneakers, uh, like one or two. I don't have any of the ones that look like Air Force Ones, whatever those are called, Bathing Eight, whatever those are called. I don't know. Um, but I do have two pairs of the Shell Toes. Um, I have a pair of the Ultra Booster, like gray and black ones. I do want the black and green ones, which I'll probably end up buying at some point. I checked out prices on StockX and uh, they were pretty reasonable. You know, they're about retail for other sneakers. It's just, you know, those days you don't feel like paying, you don't want to pay fees on those websites. But, um, you know, if I could find a pair of used pairs somewhere, I'd probably cop them if they were a good price. Um, but these ones are dope. And there's a few other shell toes that I do get ready to come out. I know a black pair of shell toe babes dropped, but they dropped like sort of exclusively. Um, they didn't come out on confirmed, I don't believe, but they're on StockX and gold and stuff like that. So I'll probably end up grabbing those one day, um, which, you know, actually, I just guess I'll talk about that right now. You know what I mean? Um, it's more of a price thing when it comes to shoes like shell toes and vans and stuff like that. Um, you know, everybody was kind of going crazy over the Kith, the Kith, Ronnie Fi, Clark's Adidas collaboration. You know, that's a, uh, a triple threat, you know, when it comes to like, you know, a collaboration. And it was a, a Samba with a, uh, you know, the crepe rubber um, Clark's sole, you know, with I'm assuming Kith, Ronnie Fi put their, uh, they chose the colors. I don't know, whatever, whatever, I, I, I don't never understand the, you know what I mean, when you got three companies like that, I got it with that one, I feel like it was pretty evident, like what the three companies provided for this Samba, I feel like Clark's provided the sole, which was the, like I said, the rubber crepe that you'll find on a, uh, Wallabies and stuff like that. Majority of Clark's products. Um, I feel like Adidas provided the Samba, and I'm gonna assume that Kith designed the box and chose the colors of the sneakers, and obviously, um, used their platform to sell and promote it. I don't think it came out on Clark's, and I don't think it came out on Adidas. Um, you know, they were two twenty. Um. You know, and I really, 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 really wanted these. Um, I had put in for the black pair, and it's like, it's not black. It looks black, but it's like a green, like a dark green, whatever it's supposed to be. I didn't put in for the white and green because I felt like that was the one that majority people wanted. And you could have put in for all three. Um, I didn't care for the tan ones. I, you know, it was too monotone with the sole being that same color as the upper. I didn't like that too much, but I like the contrast of the dark green, black, whatever it was with the brown. So, and obviously the white and green was fire. Um, I didn't win them. Um, uh, but you know, Kith, um, 
well, according to Ronnie Fye, Kith, whatever, they reached out to Clarks and Adidas and whatnot, you know, and sort of made this proposal of, you know, basically they, the entries for these pairs were so overwhelming that they want to give everybody the opportunity to own them. So they did a pre-order. I think the pre-order was only for one day, right? Now, here's the thing. <sighs> you know, we've always talked about pre-orders and we've always talked about, um, like, man, you know, the pre-order process is like, I'm sure we've talked about it in various ways on this podcast. Like I said, this is episode 329. We've probably talked about pre-orders 30 episodes out of the 329 that we're on right now. Um, you know, I've always said things like a bread one, you know. Oh, I'm, uh, 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 excuse me, Jerry. A black and red one. Um, you put your 3D glasses on. Um, right there in your eyes. Um, that was crazy, but when the Three Stooges used to do two fingers and and poking your eyes. I mean, you want to talk about want to kill somebody. Being poked in the eye is no joke. You poke me in my eye, I, we scrapping immediately as soon as my vision comes back. Um, but, you know, things like that that have these, like, legendary statuses in sneaker culture. You know what I mean? There's a, there is, a, without a shadow of a doubt, people would be willing to pay and wait for something that already has a, a, a long-standing history. Okay, I would pay for a, I'm sorry, not I, because I already have, you know, maybe I would too. I would pay a pre-order for a black red one. I would, um, even though I already have a pair, I've had multiple ter- pairs before, um, even if it took six to a year, six months to a year to make, I would because it's a cemented already in its legendary status. Like, I don't need it for any particular reason. It's a sneaker that's retroed for so many times. The only the only uh, purpose I need it for is just to have it in my collection. Does, does that make sense? You know what I mean? It's like if they did a black toe high and they did a pre-order for it. That, that joint could take a year and a half. It doesn't matter. It's a legendary cemented sneaker that I need for my closet. I don't need it for any purpose. Like wanting to wear it now and wanting to wear a black toe a year from now it wouldn't make a difference. It wouldn't be like, man, I pre-ordered this black toe in 2023. I didn't get this black toe in 2024. It's played out now. The shoe came out in 86. It's not, you know what I mean? Um, I had an issue with the price of the Clark slash Adidas slash Kith um, Samba in the first place. You know, it was $220 with, I think, like $20, $25 shipping, you know, $240, $245 shipped to your house, maybe $250, right? That's a lot for a Samba. I've talked about it numerous times on this podcast about Vans, Shell Toes, things like that. There are certain things that I just don't have it in me to pay that price for, even though I would wear it every single day. I wear Vans every single week, almost every single day if I have to change clothes. That's facts. It's my go-to for everything. Um... They're those sneakers that don't require a lot of high maintenance. You know what I mean? Um, You know, I go to and prefer those sneakers at a specific price because I don't clean vans. 
you know, and not to say that it's wrong if you do. I don't clean vans. I don't clean shell toes. I don't clean Stan Smiths. I don't clean dunks. I don't clean any of those sneakers because I feel like that's sort of the purpose of them is that everyday wear getting from A to B. Um, cleaning those sneakers would be on a daily basis. You know, they're even though you may not be running, jumping, hiking or climbing a mountain or doing anything ridiculous in it, they just attract dirt. Um, and they're no technology type sneakers, which is why it's like, you know what? You want me to pay $90 for a dunk? That's cool. But when the retail, the resale prices were like 230, 300 for a dunk, that's insane. Patchwork dunk. Shout out to the homie on Twitter, man. He hooked me up with uh, the patchwork dunk. Some joints were like 200 plus on go. I would never in a million years pay $200 for a van. I'm sorry, patchwork van. I don't know if I said dunk van. I would never pay that much for a van. Even though I would wear it to the ground every single day, it doesn't have that type of value. I feel the exact same way about a Samba. Now, don't get me wrong. A Samba has legendary status to it. Um, I have about three, four, five pair, maybe Sambas. Um, three of them are collab. Uh, three of them are collaborations, oyster collaborations. I have a blue, yellow, and a red one that I have bought off Kith during COVID, um, a ridiculous price. Um, the the collaboration pre order Kith slash Clark slash Adidas shoe was more of a man, like I guess I'm more of a. It was a different type of casual shoe. If you've ever wore a Samba, a Samba is essentially like wearing like an indoor soccer shoe, okay? Um, a Samba is very, 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 very low profile. Um, if you wear, depending on your type of jeans or pants, they could be pretty much covering the majority of the shoe depending on what type of pants you are. These type of sneakers, Sambas, are almost made for like Adidas track type pants, trios or whatnot. Um... So I had a really hard time for it. I think my biggest gripe with the not just the price of pre-ordering the Sambas was the wait time. Now, like I said, Sambas are legendary sneakers, but. But Kith had it at six to eight months when it would come in. I could go cop. There's going to be about 15 to 20 to 30 pair of other Sambas that are going to come out in between that. Just your regular general Adidas, you know, colors here and there and other collaborations. There's a lot of Samba collaborations. There's a lot of Samba dropping. I think um, Sean Witherspoon has a Samba that's going to be dropping pretty soon. That's actually pretty fire. Um, and I'm definitely going to be trying for that one you know what i mean i wouldn't be shocked if bape does another the samba samba has a, there's a bape samba collaboration that came out a long time ago um i if the samba excuse me if the kith samba um that they were doing with clark's was pre-order excuse me was pre-order and they take my money once it's shipped i would have copped all three but taking my money, putting my money on hold for that long for a Samba is not for me. Um, and, and, you know, it's finding that value of your dollar. You know what I mean? And, you know, it, it takes me back. And, you know, and that's kind of, you know, it I wanted to say. I appreciate them, which, you know, I think Kith or Ronnie Feig is trying to really, you know, sort of, uh, you know, play up like, you know what? We appreciate you so much. We asked for a pre-order. 
You know what? I don't believe that. I think a pre-order was always in the works from the get-go with regards to this sneaker. Um, because if you're telling me it's just that easy to get Adidas and whomever to, you know, be down for a pre-order. I mean, we've been asking for pre-orders for a lot of things for years. And you've been fully aware of it. You know what I mean? So, you know, I understand the game. Ronnie Fi, Kith, I understand it. You know, they want us to make them believe that they're down for the culture or whatnot. I get it. Um, you know, that they're really hearing us. You've heard us ask for pre-orders on a ton of sneakers. You know what I mean? You know, when other sneakers dropped, you know, did you call Nike or did you call Adidas on previous sneakers and ask for pre-order? No. Um, so I in no way believe that a pre-order was just, you know what, just for you. No, you already had it in the works just in case. Um, that's just my opinion. But I will say this about like what I said about the value of the sneaker. You know, I think lately, you know, I think a lot of sneakerheads, you know, one thing that I feel that I do, I have noticed with sneakerheads, not the minimalation, the minimalization, the not the minimal, minimal, why can't I say that? Minimal, not, what is the word? Not decreasing their collection or limiting their amount of buys. Um, I think sneakerheads are, I can actively see sneakerheads. I know for myself, I have. I can actively see sneakerheads buying of the worth, the value of their, um, you know, worth the money that they're buying. Does that make sense? I'm trying to figure out how to say that. Um, like, whatever they pay for a sneaker, they want to be comfortable based on the sneaker in hand. Was it worth that money that they spent for it? I think that's the best way to put it. Like I said about the uh, Doran Becker Volmero 5s, that was worth my 189 plus tax and shipping, whatever it was from Nike. That was worth it. Um, there are plenty of Air Maxes and other model sneakers that I bought. Jordan 1s, 3s, 4s, New Balance. Eh, New Balance, not typically. You know, you'd be hard-pressed to find a low-quality New Balance where you're like, dang, this joint is super-duper nice. The value in the New Balance may come in a different, is, is affected differently. Um, and I've talked about it before on this podcast. Um, like, the Volmero, when I got it, I, it's the you know what it's my first Doran Becker that I've owned for myself to wear I've never owned a Doran Becker model so paying that much for a sneaker that to me a lot of those are either ugly tacky or just way too personable for me to own um when I got it in hand I bought it and I bought it with the sense of you know what my first Volmero, my first DB, I'm going to go ahead and see what these joints look like in hand because I love the way they look on pictures. These joints whack, they're going back. That was the, the thought process. I opened the box. I mean, just before I even opened the box, I was like, I'm already impressed. Just the structure of the box was just much, much stronger than any other Nike box I've ever had that wasn't a uh, specialty box, right? So when I got them, I opened the box, immediately blown away from how the paper was folded, the structure of the sneaker, the quality, all that stuff. Um, a lot of stuff that I'm buying now, um, once I get it, I have to feel the value in it. I have to go, eh, you know what? They were 190. These is nice. I could feel the value. And I don't necessarily mean like the quality of sneakers. I don't mean that. It, it, it's hard to really explain, right? 
it's not always just like, yo, the materials are fire. This is worth it. Not necessarily that. You know what I mean? We would all buy a bread one, even if it's like we've 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 all bought bread ones that like weren't the best of leather. You know, the fact that you can make a band one with the X on the back and it's like the most finest leather. And then you come up with another one, you know, some years later and it's like, huh? You know, it just shows, you know, the anyways. Um, but a lot of sneakers that I've been buying lately, the reimagined threes, lost and found ones, the Volmero five DBs. Um, ugly duckling ones. I'm not a super duper fan of them, but you get them in hand. You're like, these is pretty nice. Um, a lot of those sneakers. I'm like, yes, I feel the quality in these. I feel the value in these. I'm okay with paying that $190, $180 for these. Um, I will say probably last year and the year before, actually the, probably the last five to eight years, a lot of sneakers come in that like, nah, I got to take these back. I just can't handle, um, how much they were based on what they are. Um, like I said about New Balance, New Balance is different. You know what? Your money is probably paying for the quality and how structurally sound and how good a New Balance is. But in reality, a lot of our money is going on to the attention that we would gain um, from wearing these sneakers. You know, it's where you find your value. And I'll probably talk about that a little bit later. Um, but let's do uh, releases real quick. You know, I know I'm sort of a gone off track a little bit but let's do uh releases so like i said if you come to this podcast for your release information you're already screwed because this is subject to change and some of this stuff may be overseas in europe what's the date today today is the 30th all right so it looks like today um teddy santa's pack came out looks like he had a 990 v1 and a 990 v3 um you know, the one thing I'll say about Teddy Santa stuff, like you can't say it's whack, but it's just never been fire to me. There's been some colorways that are OK, but, you know, it's just based off of the silhouettes that he chooses. You know, majority of Kith, I'm sorry, majority of collaborations done with New Balance, the the main, main factor is what model they choose. You know, the colorways can be you can have a fire colorway on a bad model. That's definitely possible, um, but you can't, and it's rare, it's rare a colorway can make a bad model look better. It's rare. New Balance, Kith, and them have done it a few times, but it's rare. Um, there are, there is a uh, 960, looks like, uh, it's called Warped uh, New Balance. I mean, the colorways are fine. Uh, looks like some type of, I don't know. No, it looks like some sort of retro type theme. They're okay. Uh, Foam Posit Ones, Dream of World, the Black Pair. Um, you know, the Foam Posits, you know, are slated to start making a slow arrival back this year. Um, you know, a Foam Posit is one of those sneakers that, like, always understood the reason for the retail price for them when they originally came out people forget when phone posits first came out they were 180 that was insane and it was 180 for a royal blue sneaker royal blue sneakers weren't that popular especially amongst nike drop my phone especially amongst nike um reebok had quite a few pairs that were royal blue you know shacks emmett smith herman moore um, a few like that. Nike may have as well, but like it just wasn't what you went to for Nike for that. The sneaker model itself, a foam posit, you just had to get used to it itself. It was a boot. 
it was essentially a boot that was structured made out of some type of foam material um it wasn't the easiest thing to wear i remember when i bought my pennies you know i bought them at a concord mall in california when they first dropped out of foot locker i think and I could not figure out how to wear them joints the first day. I wore a Hugo Boss. Was it Hugo Boss? Boss. Hugo Boss. I don't know. This camouflage zip-up, sort of like a vintage-style shirt with it. Camouflage with royal blue. You know what I mean? Today, I do that in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? But back then in eighth grade, no, ninth grade, eesh. You know what I mean? But I made it work. Um, look, if you're going to try to reintroduce one posits, you can't come with just a black sneaker with white streaks on it especially at this price i think retail on this is 230 maybe 250 that is really high for a sneaker still to this day isn't the easiest thing to wear now if you're around six two and up in height or you thick you know you just a you know stocky big person whatever you can make them work you know what i mean but you know, seeing these slim cats walk around wearing a phone posit sometimes looks crazy. Um, I'll tell you this, though. I would love, like, I would love, 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 love when phone posits be able to come back, start coming back out. I want to see NBA players wearing them on the court. I want to see college players wearing them on the court. There may have been some recently, and I just haven't been paying any attention, but I would love to see the phone posit one or the phone posit pro back on the basketball court. I, I There's nothing with that sneaker that has you know, to me, uh, gotten to the point to where you couldn't hoop in it. Uh, what else comes out this week? Uh, we got a soul box ultra boost. Mm. It's just a wasted collaboration. You know what I mean? Like I said, on this podcast, I have no idea what goes into collaborations, but if, I, if I've given the opportunity to collab with a Nike Adidas or Reebok or somebody, I feel like you have to really put your all into it. You got to put your mark on it. Soulbox doing this collaboration with, it looks like her name is Aya Goldman, Ilya Goldman, um, doing this collaboration with them. And it's just off white. I mean, these looks like the cream looks like the cream pair of ultra boosts. That's not good enough. Sorry. It's not good enough for Adidas and it's not good enough for Soulbox. Soulbox has one of Soulbox has the top 3, top 5, maybe number 1 greatest ultra boost of all time back in that era when we were out there with ultra boosts. And that's facts. Um Jeff Staple has a uh, Puma dropping Jordan 11 low uh cement gray. You know, it's just gray and white. They look more like women's sneakers to me, kids. Um, I don't know, man. You know, the Jordan 11 lows didn't hit off like they thought they were. You know, I think a lot of people were waiting for them. Like, we were waiting in anticipation for a Concord low. They just didn't hit off like they were. Like, there are still certain sneakers. I would prefer the mid, high, whatever version over the low top version. Um, I would prefer low top Jordan 1. Jordan 1's over a high top, and that's Jordan 1 low OG shape um, over OG 1 highs. But I would prefer a regular mid-cut whatever Jordan 11 Concord over a Concord low. Like, um, that's, you know, for me. Uh, we also got, looks like, a Zoom X Vaporfly um, prototype. That's what it's called. Um, I, I want one of these. You know what I mean? I've seen a few pairs at the outlet. I didn't like the price at the outlet. These are typically retailed pretty, pretty high, which is why when you see them at the outlet, it'd be like outlet price, 
two ninety. I'm like, God dang, what was retail on them? Um, these joints are just really clean. They look comfortable and they look like everyday wears to me. Um, I probably wouldn't be using them for the purpose they were married for, which I think is running, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, there's also a Air Zoom G Cut GT Cut Two Pearl Pink. Um, I mean the GT. You know, the GT1, GT2, they're, they're good-looking basketball sneakers. I don't see a lot of people wearing them on the basketball court, though. I'll be honest with you. Um, like I said, the Bape Campus comes out April 1st. It's the 30th anniversary. I think that's dope. Color of the month, Nike Air Force One Low, a University Red. Um, if I was an Air Force One person, I'd probably be very interested in these. You know, there are, you know, I'm not an Air Force One person, but, like, you know, for those of the homies, you know, a lot of the homies I know that are in the Air Force Ones, like, you got to know the ones to own. And this red pair is, like, one to own. You know what I mean? Um, you got to have your triple white. You got to have your white with a black swoosh. You got to have your triple blacks to me. You got to have your black with a white swoosh. And then, you know, you got to have a red pair, even the North Carolina pair. There's a few colorways and pairs of Air Force Ones that, like, if you're really in Air Force Ones, you have to have. They're, like, stable pieces. Um, what else come out this way? Looks like a Audi Foam. Q is coming back out. Um, that's the one that was supposedly that had Kanye in a frenzy of he felt like they were copying him. They thought he was copying Foam Runner, or he thought Adidas was plagiarizing off his design of the Foam Runner. Um, honestly, I had heard these got canceled. You know, um, there's a Jason Dill, whoever that's supposed to be. Uh, Jason Dill Samba coming out. Look, a Samba right here. You know what I mean? It's another Samba coming out. Does it got the Clarks? Crep bottom on it? No, it doesn't. But it's a very, very clean summer. This joint is actually fire. Um, what else comes out? Looks like a LeBron 20 GS. Um, Comedor, Como, Coma des Gosson Ome Plus comes out at the Terminator. Um, this is the Ome collection of CDG. Um, CDG, I'm going to talk about Fair God later, but CDG has like three or four different branches. Um, you know, I think the Ome Plus is like the probably the more higher end of the CDG line. I could be wrong. I know you'll correct me. I could be wrong, but whatever. Um, it's a Terminator shoe, though. You know, Terminator shoe is extremely a high boot. Um, like I said, if you're going to do a collaboration with Nike on a sneaker like this, you have to really go all out. Just making this collaboration and putting CDG on the back of a Terminator is just not worth my money. There's no value in it. You know what I mean? I want it to look and have a feel of CDG as well as being Nike. It can't just be predominantly Nike. And I have to explain like these are CDG, the CDG joints, CDG joints. Uh, what else come out this week? Um, looks like that's pretty much it. Not a whole, whole lot. Um, I see some type of NMD underscore S1 coming out. Looks like a different version, a different pattern on the upper. Um, you know. Uh, man, what else? There are, like, a lot of collaboration Adidas. Like, there's these a Mary Mecco pack. One, two, three, four, five. Five of somebody named Mary Mecco has a collaboration with Adidas. Maybe she's Japanese. Um, I mean, she's just taking a Supernova, a Shell Toe, a Slide, and an Ultra Boost and adding her little twist to it. But let me, let me tell you something. We don't know who she is. We, we, when, when, when we don't know who somebody is on your collaboration... It takes away from the collaboration. Like the collaboration probably means a whole, whole lot to Miri Mecco. 
but it has to mean something to the consumer. Like that collaboration Ultra Boost probably costs a little bit more than a regular general release Ultra Boost. Ultra Boost. You're going to have to explain why and who she is. Why is she special? He or she. You know, I don't know. I think it's a woman because these are all women sneakers. Uh, looks like uh, uh, Rugi, whatever his name is. Rude, whatever, coming out with a Puma. I mean, it's a suede Puma with, it's a Clyde. You know what I mean? Uh, what else? Looks like some Nikes are coming out that Anthony Davis should be wearing. Oh, I don't know. Maybe Mary Mecco is a man, too. I don't know. Um, Adidas is coming out with some cork slides. I don't know why. You know, I... <sighs> slides are crazy. Like... I don't understand the, the many variations of slides. Like... Once you come out with one, two, maybe three versions of slides, what do you need to keep making more different ones for? These have a cork sole. They're called the cork pack. The, you know, Adilette's cork pack. I don't know. Uh, some top 10 2000s are dropping. I think they're already released, actually. I feel like I've already seen these on Adidas, so I think they already dropped. And I think that's it for this week. I see some off-white stuff coming, you know, down the road. Um, a couple of Jordan Jordan threes, but I'll get to those uh later when it's time to do so. Uh, so obviously one of the big topics this week was uh you know fear of God sample. Um, what do you want to call a leak? I don't know if it was a leak or whatnot. Um, of the you know the collaboration of fear of God and Adidas, right? Um, obviously this is something that we've been waiting for. Um, shoot. We're at three to five years is what I think the wait has been right now. Probably more three to four, but I think it's been around three to five years. We've been waiting for something ever since it was announced that Jerry Lorenzo was now going to be a part of Adidas basketball. Now, since then, that has changed. They have removed Jerry Lorenzo from Adidas basketball, and they are just giving him the focus on fear of God athletics. You know, sort of like Ivy Park with Adidas. This is like Fear of God Athletics with Adidas. That's how I view it, and that's how I understand the partnership should be. Um, just a couple things, right? Like I said, I appreciate every single person who messaged me and sent me pictures of the shoe and that it released and, you know, links to it and, you know, whatever, and everybody had their own opinions, and a lot of people expressed how they're excited to hear my opinion. Um, there's just a few things that, like, it just rubs me the wrong way and just some gripes that I have with the shoe I have with Adidas I have with Jerry Lorenzo um let's talk about the shoe first okay um here's the problem with the shoe and it's not necessarily how the shoe looks it's just so many variables that play into it one being how long it's took for us to get any, I know what Jordans are coming out in winter of 2024. Well, this is our first time since this joint collaboration seeing anything footwear related from Adidas and Fear of God, man, right? Um, It's very similar to other sneakers he's done for other brands. You know, it's very similar to stuff that Kanye has done early Adidas days. Um, 
you know, clearly it's a more casual type sneaker. It's black and white, very plain, nothing wrong with that. It has a Velcro strap. I mean, you can see the picture on the screen if you're watching this um, on YouTube. And for those who are listening to the podcast, if you're in the sneaker, you've probably seen the picture or seen me repost it in my stories. Um, it's just very underwhelming and anticlimactic Um considering how long we've been waiting to see something from it. The only thing we've seen from fear and God, fear of God and Adidas has been a yellow and light blue hoodie that uh, Jerry Lorenzo was wearing at a Lakers game. Okay. If this shoe that is air quotes sample retails at, 120 to 140 i'd have no problem calling the sneaker dope maybe even fire i would but here's the thing we all know better than that this goes back to the value of our money this is fear of god this is jerry lorenzo this is adidas collaboration um i believe that sneaker sample pick had full length boost all the way across which adds to the technology aspect i know um i'm pretty confident that shoe is going to be around 250 uh, 250 to 270 like that's not a greg thing I'm, I'm pretty confident that every single person listening to this podcast every single person who originally saw those leaked pictures and whatnot knows that they know that this is a fear of god adidas collaboration this sneaker is not gonna have a one in front of it i would be floored if this sneaker had a one in front of it and talk about the retail price if there was a, a before, right after that dollar sign there was a one i would be shocked like I said, if this sneaker was 120 to 130, 140 maybe, I'd be like, oh, these ain't too bad. These is I. It's one of those sneakers you got to wear. When I looked at it originally, I said, oh, man. You know what? Sorry, let me say something, right? And I've always said this about Kanye, and this is what I've always said about specific designers, right? Everybody's body type in society and public not the same. It's just not the same. I mean, that's just, I'm not telling you nothing new, um, especially when it comes across sneakerheads and stuff like that. You know, some of us are short, tall, skinny, slim, wide, you know, short body, long legs, long legs, tall body, whatever. Um, you know, so when shapes of clothing started changing, when stuff started becoming more boxy, you know, you know, I, I specifically remember when things started changing, when I noticed T-shirts dropping dropping um, in the men's section with extra small as an option, as extra, extra small as an option. I was like, oh, okay, something is off, right? The one thing that I've always had a gripe about Adidas when it comes to, I'm sorry, with Kanye when it came to clothing, um, even Jerry sometimes, Jerry Lorenzo when it came to clothing, um, I would even maybe throw Virgil in there. I would throw a few designers in there is that they designed for them. Like it wasn't that they were keeping us in mind. It was like, this is what I like and you should like it too, because I like it. That's how I always took it. You know, a lot of the Kanye stuff was far out. And what I mean by far out means shapes, the lengths, holes in them, collars stretched. There was a lot of aspects of it where it's like, cool. I'm glad that's where you are in your life. But I'm not at the point to where my clothes look like I was being pulled in two different directions and has holes in them and stuff like that, especially for, is that magic word of the day, the value of my dollar. 
You can't ask me for $200 for a stretched out t-shirt that's faded and missing holes. Now, I know today that's the norm. I've bought some myself here and there. Not Kanye, but t-shirts that cost these these ridiculously high amount of monies for the amount of material that you get and for um, typically how long the last of a quality of a t-shirt is. You know what I mean? I've always had a hard time paying a lot of money for certain t-shirts because all it takes is one stain, one snag, and the shirt is cooked. You know, you may be able to get away with a hole in it here and there, but, you know, you pay $400 for a t-shirt and, you know, you snag that joint this is Arizona on a cactus walking by or something like that. You're cooked. You know what I mean? Cooked to me. Um, so that's my issue with the sneaker. The price is going to be not of that value. And um, it, it's anticlimactic. Like three to five years and this is what we get? Now, Jerry Lorenzo did come out and say, hey, this is a sneaker that isn't releasing, this is a sample, or this isn't a sample. I don't know what he said. Um, he basically deflected and said, you know, uh, let me tell you, let me explain something to you, right? I can't remember the last time leaked pics or not leaked pic. well, leaked pics of an actual sneaker, not renderings, not guesses, of an actual sneaker, I can't remember the last time when that wasn't the sneaker that released. Even as of recently, Jason Tatum's sneaker had leaked on the internet, the actual shoe, not renderings. Jason Tatum got on after a, pre a press conference after a basketball game and said, that's not it. It's the exact same shoe. Like, it, it, I don't know what he's talking about, but you know what I mean? A lot of that to me has to do with maybe reception of the shoe got when they came out. Here's my thing. The the pictures, it took three to five years to just get a picture, this picture, right? And this is an Adidas fault thing too, right? This is an Adidas thing. This is a Jerry thing. This is all their fault to me. And like I said, man, Adidas has had a rough go of it. You would be... You would have to do some digging through some comment sections, any blog, any post, fashion, brand, whatever that posted this sneaker. You would have to do some digging in the comments to find something positive about this sneaker. You really would. All you will see is it looks like this. It looks like that. It looks like this. This is it. You'll see trash can emojis. You'll see gross emojis. You'll see a lot of things that don't look. There ain't no fire flames. You'll be hard pressed to find a fire flame emoji in the comments. I find it funny that the sneaker picks release. Um, and sock jig made this point. Uh, who the heck is this guy who released the pics? I looked up his Instagram and his Twitter. I think it's young Viet 23. I'm assuming he's Vietnam. I think he's from Vietnam. Majority of his pictures. He's wearing Nikes. Um, I looked in his story today, just before doing the podcast. He's showing a picture of LeBron's. He's got on Jordan fours. He's got on LeBron's. There is nothing on his page in relation to Adidas. Now, how he got these pictures or leaks, I don't know. 
I don't know where he works. I don't know who he works for or not, but I did see him in a Portland Trailblazer jersey a few times on his page. Adidas is in Portland, okay? Now, I'm not sitting here saying that those pictures aren't real. Those pictures are 100% real, okay? Jerry didn't say they weren't real. Adidas never said they weren't real. I know for a fact once they saw the reception and the comments on these sneakers, I know, oh, they had to do some damage control because I find it funny that once everybody starts trashing this leaked picture of these sneakers, now we got a, a unveiling date. I think he said April 13th he's going to unveil uh, the Adidas Fear of God collection at the, the bowl or whatever the in Los Angeles, whatever. I find that to be quite amazing because we couldn't get a release date. We couldn't get a, 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 you know, spring, you know, releasing in fall. We couldn't get a year. We couldn't get any information with regards to what's happening with fear of God and Adidas until these pictures come out and they got roasted. These sneakers got roasted and all of a sudden we getting ready for the unveiling. Okay. Hey, man, I know Adidas. Hey, just just doing what you got to do. Here's the thing. And, and this is and this is like I think the, the picture of these sneakers sort of set the tone for me mentally. Right. Even when Jerry wore the fear of God Adidas hoodie to the thing, you have to really understand. Right. If you're looking for what the clothes are going to look like, don't worry about it. Just don't. Um, and when I say don't worry about it is because you got two aesthetics aesthetics. Um, with Fear of God, Jerry Lorenzo, and Adidas that you're already very, very familiar with. So don't expect too much out of the clothing. Let's just talk about Adidas within itself. I love Adidas clothing. Adidas clothing, to me, fits better than Nike. I like the way it looks better. I think it's designed better. But you could only put stripes in so many areas on a T-shirt. You could only put the logo in so many different areas on the T-shirt. In various sizes, various fonts, various colors. You could only do that so many times, right? Jerry and Fear of God are minimalists. One tone, color, earth tones, typically. Um, and there's not much on it. You may get, a, you know, some words here and there, a couple letters here and there. You know, uh, maybe a bigger letter in the middle of the sweater. You may get, you know, recently, I think it's like 1977, I think. Maybe the year he was born. I've seen that on a few T-shirts and sweaters. You're not going to get a lot out of a Jerry Lorenzo out of a Fear of God design. You're not going to get much out of an Adidas. You combine the two together, you just got plain with plain. So the clothing isn't something that typically a lot of us are looking forward to. Some are, some aren't. Um, a lot of us who may, a lot of people who may not be able to get the sneaker due to the fact of quote unquote hype, people who are willing to buy anything regardless of what it looks like, and quote unquote resellers, um, will end up resorting to just buying a T-shirt, buying pants, buying socks, buying a hat, buying a beanie, whatever they decide to release with regards to the Fear of God Adidas line. Um. I will say this, he better be releasing at least minimum, a minimum of three sneakers. Um, because like I said, the wait has been way too long. Um, when he ever, when that unveiling happens in April, early April, second week of April, whatever month, it better be a, 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 a pretty heavy, it better be three to five sneakers, minimum. 
Um, Ivy Park did it. They can do it. And I do not want to see a slide. I saw early pictures of a slide as well. Fam, do not drop another slide. It's okay. We can wear fear of God Adidas clothing with just a regular Adidas slide. We don't need a special fear of God slide. Okay. I, I know it's coming. I know. But I, I, I would just really like you to focus on something. Now, here's the thing about this, right? And this is where to me, and I talked to, uh, you know, the homie who works at Adidas. Um, and I talked to her because this is, what, this is what it boils down when it comes to Adidas and fear of God, right? There's no athlete. There is no nothing. The, the famous person that is involved with this is Jerry Lorenzo. And Jerry Lorenzo is t kind of a mysterious person. You know, he doesn't look extremely outgoing. And what I mean by that is me. And I mean, like, he doesn't have this exuberant personality. Um, and I could be wrong. I'm just it's just me from what I've seen and haven't seen of him. He doesn't do a lot of press from what I could think. Um, cool cat. I like him a lot. I like, you know, his style. I do. Um, but his style is a it's a him style. It's the style of a person who makes their own schedule and jots you know they have their own year of what they can do you know what i mean most of us can't wear baggy sweats and a long t-shirt with a side bag and a hat all year long we can maybe but i think that he wears that from sun up to sundown that's his job that's him that's his brand he can do that um here's the thing that like it's just it's just a big fail you know, and I feel like it took away from the mystery of the sneaker. It took away from the um, whatever excitement was left um, with anybody who was looking forward to Fear of God Adidas. I mean, the sneaker was unveiled in the palm of a hand of, of a stranger. Um, I just don't understand because here's the thing. There's no athlete. There's there's nothing. Jerry Lorenzo is the biggest, is the face of his brand. Um, it should have been unveiled under the veil of curiosity of him wearing it. Every single sample and every single thing that's created prior to actual retail stuff ready to be released to the general public should all come in Jerry Lorenzo size. And he should be wearing that stuff to Lakers games. Let me tell you something. That very same sneaker that's on the screen right now um, that just released this week. Um, I'm sorry, the picks just released this week. I guarantee, I guarantee, and this is for Adidas, this is for Jerry, this is for Fear of God. I guarantee if Jerry Lorenzo would have wore that sneaker with a Fear of God sweats dripping on top of it and wore it a specific way, the comments on that sneaker would have been dramatically different. Even if they wouldn't have leaned even further on the these are dope, those are fireside, it would have leaned more heavily in the middle like, and I'm, like, I'm, like I'm interested. It would have left everybody curious. It would have given everybody the ideal of maybe there's something they can do with this. The shoe itself looks low quality. It don't look like you could run in it if you're being shot at. It don't look like, I mean, you may be able to take a jump shot in it and maybe do an ollie. I don't know, but you ain't running in it. You ain't hiking in it. You're not fighting in it. You're not doing anything in it. It is a Jerry Lorenzo special. Just a casual looking sneaker. When you're Jerry Lorenzo for your brand, you have to unveil your stuff.
especially if you have us waiting three to five years. Young at young vet 23, Viet 23, whomever this cat is, isn't the one to do it. I did not want to see the fear of God, one of the samples or the shoe or whatever. I did not want to see any of that unveiled in the palm of some stranger's hand. I didn't. Regardless if I really cared about when it's coming out or not, that is not how I wanted to see it unveiled. A part of us still has something inside of us like excited to see what it could be, curious, curious of what it could be. We still had high curiosity for it. But when the sample or not the sample or whatever is unveiled in the hand of some youth Twitter Instagram person, it's insane. Nothing from fear of God should have been leaked or dropped unless it was on the body of Jerry Lorenzo, period. I don't care if it's not what's going to come out. I don't care if he's just testing it out. I don't care. It shouldn't have been in the palm of young Viet 23. Shout out to him. However, he got the sample, whatever he did to do it, even if he severed a, a relationship he had with somebody in order to post that picture. More power to you, buddy. But Adidas, you can't allow things like that to happen, especially if you have us who are interested in that stuff waiting three to five years just to get a glimpse. There, We haven't seen a, a sketch. I'm talking about a napkin sketch. Nothing. We haven't seen nothing but young Viet 23 got it in the palm of his hands. Huh? You know, one of the things I, I do love about Adidas is the Y3 brand, right? Um, I have a few Y3 pieces. I got like a couple T-shirts. I got two pair of like their NMD type version um, that I had picked up at Kith when I was actually out there long, long, long time ago. I actually got them on sale. They were at Kith on sale, which was really rare, rare for Y3, which is why I bought them. Um, I got a black pair and a white pair. The white pair I've never worn. It's kind of yellow now. It's like a weird. It's a neoprene material. Uh, the black pair I've worn to the ground. I've worn it to play soccer in. I've worn that joint to the ground. I love them to death. Um, I got a pair of Y3 pants. And I think I got a ski mask or a beanie somewhere. Um, that Y3 brand that, you know, beautiful to me. Um... It's sort of along the lines of like a fear of God. It's taking Adidas, making it a little bit more fashionable, and it's really plain. It's really minimal. You know, a lot of Y3 is solid color with the Y3, solid color with three stripes. Some of it you wouldn't even know it was Y3. You know, you end up paying like $250 for a Y3 long sleeve shirt. You wouldn't even know it was anything special. You wouldn't know it was Yoji. Yoji, you know, is the Y3 brand. Um... If you just go, and this is for anybody who may not be familiar with Y3, right? You've seen it a few times if you've been in Adidas app, confirmed app, and stuff like that. If you're not super duper familiar with Y3, just go to, you know, don't even go to Google and type in Y3 sneakers. Go to StockX, go to Go, type in Y3 Adidas. Y3, I mean, for years, I'm talking 10, 12, 13 plus years have been making original silhouettes that have always piqued curiosity from a lot of sneakerheads, okay? 
It's a branch of Adidas, sort of a luxury off of Adidas. And a lot of brands do this. Fear of God does this. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, it's pricier than your regular Adidas. You know, a Y3 version of an Ultra Boost. You know, Ultra Boost for Adidas may be 180 to 220. A Y3 Ultra Boost is going to be 350 to 420. That's just how it's been for the last... 10, 12, 13 years, whatever. I could be going a little bit long, but I've been in the Y3 for a really, really long time. Um, if Jerry Lorenzo's Fear of God, Adidas, whatever, isn't coming as hard as Y3 comes every time it drops something, it's cooked. We could be looking at another Ivy Park situation with Fear of God. I'm going to just keep it 100 with you. We really could because we're now you now you're you're touching on two different spectrums of like you know what makes them who they are jerry designer beyonce mega superstar the mega superstar you know what let me let me talk about this a little bit i know i've talked about ivy ivy park enough ivy park and i, I don't want to clarify this with even for myself for those who listen to the podcast ivy park was never made for sneakerheads it's not made for sneakerheads. Ivy Park needed the approval of sneakerheads. It really did. I don't care what you think or what you say. You need the approval and the thumbs up from sneakerheads. The problem is that Ivy Park was essentially made for Beyonce, the beehive, the community, Beyonce fans. If you couldn't convince them to buy it, you're, you're not convincing anybody. You Never. It never had a shot if you can't get Beyonce fans to buy it. Never had a shot. Here's with Fear of God. Fear of God has always sort of been in that sneaker fashion, sneakerhead fashion world. I mean, not world, but like that's been its home base, you know, Um not its home base, but like sort of where it really picked up as a brand, you know. Um, like I said, go to StockX, go to Go, type in Y3 Adidas, and you will see shapes and silhouettes of sneakers you have never seen before. You will see shapes and silhouettes when you're wondering why doesn't Adidas use these these shapes? Why doesn't Adidas make something using this model? If Y3 wants to use the Ultra Boost, they're going to elevate it somehow. Back when Ultra Boosts were in, I'm talking that 2015, 14, 16 realm, there was a Y3 Pure Boost. It was a different silhouette with the boost, and it was really slept on, right? It was slept on at first, right? I think it retailed at like 450. 450 was really high back then. Okay, I think even Y3 retail prices now are a little bit lower than they were about five to eight years ago. 450 for that pure, pure, pure boost was really high because we were on an ultra boost. Ultra boost was 180, 220. We was rolling with that, right? Many colorways and stuff like that. We weren't really that into the Y3. Not everybody. At some point, 
and I'm talking about that era of Ultra Brews, we didn't like just get one. We didn't get two. We lost our minds during that Ultra Boost era. Majority of people who had that high infinity for the Ultra Boost lost their minds. I'm not talking about about one pair, two pair, three. Myself alone had anywhere from 10 to 12. George had about 10 to 12 himself. Simple had about 25 to 30. Like all of us had a high amount of Ultra Boost because that's all we were on. That's all we were looking for. We were buying doubles. We needed Ultra Boost at that moment in time. Now, when it started sort of like, all right, you know what? I need boost, not necessarily ultra boost. And I'm talking about NMDs and things like that. That's when people started paying attention to that pure boost that was on Y3. That Y3 pure boost, no joke, at one point, I think was selling for close to $2,000. It was definitely around, you know, definitely around thirteen dollars to $1,500 at one point. That's how expensive it is. I think even to this day, it still probably goes for anywhere from eight to $1,100. That's because at that point in time, it was like, look, man, I already got 15, 20 Ultra Boosts. Let me go ahead and grab these other ones. I need some different boosts from everybody else's boost that is everybody else's rocking. That's what it was. Um, a lot of the Y3 stuff like that doesn't sell like that anymore. It still has high retail, but the resale on it doesn't. It doesn't sell out anymore like it used to. Some does, some don't. Some models do, some don't. Um, and it goes on sale now. Back in the day, Y3, it was rare to see Y3 on sale. But Y3 now, oh, yeah, you could catch yourself a little sneaky Y3 for the LO. And, and when I say a Y3 on sale, it's like it goes to regular Adidas retail. You know, the Y3, uh, whatever, may have retailed at 350 but when it goes on sale, now it's 245 You know what I mean? That's whether or not you want to pay for it or not, that's up to you. But they are a different breed of sneaker. And the silhouettes of those fire. You take Y3 off that and put Fear of God, instant sellouts, instant cops, without a... A shadow of a doubt. If Jerry Lorenzo and Fear of God aren't coming coming to the table with anything like that or anything even remotely close to that, wrap it up. We'll have another Ivy Park situation in the next two to four years. Facts. Um, what else did I want to say? Oh, and you know what? I do want to say something else too. Shout out to the homie that sent me this video. I had never seen this video. I don't know if it was new or old, right? Let me tell you something, man. Look. I like Jerry Lorenzo a lot. You know, there's this video of him, and I don't believe this got enough press um, as it probably should have and as probably as typically a lot of other things did. I don't know what he was on, but he was doing an interview on some show, and it looks like he was on stage. Could have been a college. Could have been, you know, you know, it looked like one of those, like, look like a TED Talk type setup, you know, but he's being interviewed or whatnot. And, you know, I wish I would have saved it, but shout out to the homie that sent me the video clip. And he's basically on there, you know, he's being interviewed and whatnot. And he brings up the point about taking a lot of flack for his prices that he charges for fear of God. Right now, let me just explain something for those who don't know this. All right. I don't need the people who know this to let me know, fam, we already know this. I'm not talking to you then. I'm talking to those who may not be aware of this, okay? Fear of God is basically, it's it's two branches right now. It's about to be three once they start getting this Adidas, fear of God, athletics off the ground. There's fear of God, there's essentials fear of God, and then there's going to be fear of God athletics. Clearly, a majority of the people listen to this podcast and probably... Uh, 
Over 60% of the general public knows essentials, fear of God. They don't have any um, connection to just fear of God, the fashion boutique brand, okay? Um, fear of God, the fashion runway brand is extremely expensive. Okay. And when I say extremely expensive, I mean, you know, it's, it's priced up there with the, you know, maybe not as high, but there's, you know, they have blazers that are 3000, you know, they got jackets that are 4,000 it's up there. Okay. Um, and then your essentials is like your, you know, you could grab at pack sun, you know, it's a hundred for a crew neck, you know, 70, 50 for a t-shirt, you know, 65 for some shorts, you know, it's, um, it's viewed as basic wear, but the value comes with the name. I have a few, I have a few fear of God items and I have some, like some like snow pants. I have a crew neck. I have a hoodie. I got like a mock neck something i don't know and i buy cortez some fear of god stuff here and there um i you know it, you're buying it you're not buying better quality you're not buying better fit clothing whatsoever i don't care how much you like it and whatnot none of it fits correctly you can hit me well it fits me correctly nah you look in the mirror at yourself, you may see one thing, but you post on social media, trust me, we see another thing. When I wear my crew necks, you know, my essential stuff, it's just wearing essential stuff. It's just having it. It does not look good on me. And these are, and I'm buying a size small. And these crew necks go down to extra small. And I'm like, I have to buy a small, they're full of air, they're baggy, they don't touch the body whatsoever. And that may be some people's style. But every single item of clothing you have can't possibly fit that way. The pants fit crazy. Um, it, it's just, it just is what it is. I'm buying it to have it on my body, just to have it on, honestly. I buy it for my son because it's just elevated clothing from the usual Gap or Nike or whatever he typically wears, you know. And I like the way it looks on him, you know. Um it's like polo. Polo has Ralph Lauren black, Ralph Lauren purple, polo sport, regular polo. Like a lot of brands, you know, that are like, you know, from fashion houses have various levels of their stuff. You know, there's different levels of Versace, you know. I think Louis and Gucci and, you know, Prada and them, I think they may be some of the only fashion houses that don't have levels like that, I don't believe. Um, I could be wrong, but, you know, I don't remember a, a, another level of Gucci. You know, Gucci is Gucci, Louis is Louis, Prada is Prada. You know, um, it's like Armani. You know, you go buy your Armani suit, you know, you spend it on grip, but then you can go buy some Armani exchange. It's like the lower level type thing. Um, he basically implied that his, you know, he basically talked about and brought up himself how he took a lot of flack for the pricing of his fear of God line. Now, I'm assuming he's talking about the fear of God fashion line because that's the really the high one. The essential stuff is expensive, but what isn't expensive nowadays? You'd be hard pressed to find a pair of just regular gym shorts that say something on it that aren't starting at 50. You know, so a fear of God short being 70 to 80. I mean, what are you going to do? I have no complaints with the essential price pricings. I really don't. Now, I will wait for it to go on sale, but I have no problems with the pricing that it comes out at retail. He brought up that basically 
and not so many words that God determines the prices of his stuff, you know, um, basically saying that God doesn't want him to devalue him and his brand, um, which essentially implies that the reason why his stuff is expensive is because God doesn't want it to be anything less. Now, let me tell you something, my boy, you know, you talking, you ain't talking to God, man. You're talking to Satan, all right, because God didn't tell you none of that, all right? And let me explain something to you. This is the one thing that I hate about a lot of, like, people's decisions and things that they want to do for themselves. They just can't own it. Like, own the fact that you want to compete with some of the larger fashion houses and be a part of that world. Don't sit here and start talking about God said this and God did this. Don't do that. Like, it's tacky. It's tacky and it's ridiculous, okay? You know, the audience was clapping, you know? It's like, there's like these certain things that you can do to justify your reasoning for how you are or the things that you do in life. You could talk about how you were raised. You could talk about being from the hood. You could talk about, you know, any trauma from your life. You could talk about religious aspects. There are a lot of these things that you can use to try to justify your reasoning for decisions you've made in your life. And people won't go against it. You know, him sitting on stage basically saying God determines the price point of fear of God is insane. And the audience was like, "Woo, yeah, yeah, no. If he would have said, told a sad story about his mama working five jobs and he was at home in the dark, you know, and all he had to eat was, uh, all he had to eat was some oodles and noodles and whatnot, you know, so he always told himself when he had the opportunity to, you know, make a good amount of money, nobody would have had anything to say about that it's something you're not gonna go against you're gonna listen to that story you're gonna go against you're gonna say all right man whatever but people just need to at some point just say i just want to charge a lot of money for my stuff the value of fear of god stuff is not worth the price none of this stuff is and I, gucci polo none of this stuff is worth how much it costs this goes back to the magic word of the day value um there are certain things within brands that I have no problem paying a lot of money for. Um, any brands, jean jackets, I'll, you know, I, you know, I'll pay $500 for a jean jacket. It's going to last me forever. Like <laughs> legit forever. I have never owned a jean jacket that got destroyed or, you know, begin to, t- that, that, that's the, the essence of a jean jacket. You know, anybody who wants to pay $500,000, for a jean jacket, all more power to you. It's going to legit last forever. It will outlast your, your actual denim on your legs. It will outlast a lot of things. I will always pay a high amount of money for denim jackets. Always. Yes, I, you know, Levi's too. But if I want to go buy a Fair God denim and it's seven hundred, I would do it. Because it's going to last forever. And not because it's fear of God, because it's a denim jacket. Um, but you have to really understand the value uh, of things, you know. Um, 
you know, like I said, it's tacky and I didn't really care for him, you know, sort of making that implication that his brand is that expensive due to God doesn't want him to undervalue himself. Whatever, man, just just do your thing, design your stuff and be you, man. Like, I really don't want to harp too much on it because I just found it to be more ridiculous than what it is. You know, I don't know how it didn't get as much press. I had never seen this. I don't know if this is old or new. I have no idea if that video footage is old or new. Some may hit me up and say, fam, that's that's mad old. That's cool. I have no idea. You know what I mean? But, you know, it is what it is, man. Just stand by your decisions, okay? That's that's all I can say. Um, What else? Oh, uh, adidas again so let's go back let's talk let's talk about adidas again in a different light um you know it got posted on numerous blogs and things like that and man like i said adidas has just had a rough six to eight months they really have when it comes down to kanye when it comes down to you know ivy park you know there's a few other things that have just you know come up with adidas that just does not put them in a good light or just makes it really really hard for them to remain an option amongst you know, uh, the general public when it comes to purchasing athletic wear or sneakers. Um, you know, yesterday morning, the morning before whatever, it was posted on many sneaker blogs about how Adidas was suing uh, the Black Lives movement with regards to some T-shirts or some uh, merch or whatever that the Black Lives Matter has created. Look, you know, and I had a back and forth with a, a good friend of mine, um, with regards to this, because it's the it's that same it's that same it's the same thing that happens every single year with a brand. It doesn't matter what the brand is. It's where something takes place where everyone goes. Nobody was in the room. Nobody at Adidas said, yeah, no. So basically, there's these Black Lives T-shirts or, you know, whatever else, merchandise, and they have three stripes on them. The T-shirt that I saw had, like, three stripes down the middle and had, like, you know, like the Black Power Fist and BLM under it, right? Well, Adidas has a shirt, of course. Like I said earlier, you know, you can only throw stripes in so many places. They have product that got three stripes down the middle. Now, the news came out that Adidas is suing Black Lives Matter over the trademark of the three stripes that they're using on their merch being it a trademark and owned by Adidas. Whatever. All that legal jargon, right? Who did Adidas get ate up in the comments? You know why? Because nobody in the room at Adidas, nobody in the room in their legal department, nobody in the marketing room said, yeah, no. No thanks. And let me tell you why. This is the one thing that I always say at work. You know, I work with like, you know, a company right now. And, you know, a lot of things that we're doing has become a little bit more complicated and difficult. You know, one thing that makes things more difficult is when people don't have the wherewithal, the insight, and the professionalism to say no. If I say, hey, is there any way you could create A and B? A no is just as valuable as a yes. A lot of people don't know how dangerous a maybe, you know, let me see. Let me look into what can be. It can stall a lot of projects waiting to see what somebody can do when the answer is just no. It's okay for a no. 
Now, me and this friend were having a discussion back and forth because I think at the at initially didn't understand that I, I understood why Adidas was suing the Black Lives, uh, I'm sorry, Black Lives Matter movement um, because, yes, it looked like Adidas product. Three stripes down the middle, I, I get it. And to them, it's just business. Hey, our stripes, you're using them in a way. Somebody in the room needed to say, yeah, no. The last 50 years, probably the top two slogans, maybe in a, these are definitely in the top five slogans in American history. Black Lives Matter and Make America Great Again. They are without a shadow of a doubt in the top five, top three in American history slogans of all all time the only other one that i could think of right off the top of my head is um don't ask what your country can do for you but ask what you can do for your country and that's jfk black lives made matter make america great again and that famous john f kennedy quote are the top three that i could think of on the top of my head right now that are definitely in the top five top three Slogans, quotes, sayings in American history. Okay. Um, and yes, thank you. Please provide other ones too. Um, look, I'm, I'm just doing a sneaker podcast here. What do you want from me? Somebody has to be in the room and say, hey, Adidas. We completely understand. Those are your stripes. They're using them in a very similar manner that you use them on your product. But we're going to have to let this one slide. Sometimes you have to take the L to get the victory. You really do. You know, I've seen some people trying to make the excuse like, oh, you know, black people don't even support Black Lives Matters anymore. It doesn't matter. You never want to go against anything, especially with the history. Look, Adidas has had to deal with uh, since the beginning answering being questioned about its ties to nazi germany you've recently had your biggest endorsement uh signee with kanye west going on a, a anti-somatic tour um and then you guys decide that you know a black my black lives matter shouldn't be using your stripes. Stop putting yourself in these situations to have to defend yourself. Stop putting yourself in these situations that turn potential customers off. No one cares that you're talking about the stripes. Yeah, okay. We're not talking about we don't support Black Lives Matter. We just are stripes. No one cares. I just don't understand what's going on at Adidas sometimes. You un uh, fear of God uh, after three to five years, it's un the, the first sneaker is unveiled in the palm of a person's hand. You just dropped your biggest endorser in Kanye West because he felt that it was okay to be anti-Semitic. Your uh, Beyonce, you know, collaboration partnership just fell through. And now we have to hear about you want your stripes back from Black Lives Matter. No. Hey, 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 lawyers. 
yeah, let's just leave this one alone. Let's just let it ride. It's okay. Nah, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah, no, 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 we'll let them have it. It's okay. No, 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 no thanks. Because let me tell you something. Ain't nobody sitting around like, yo, it's just business. No, they're on social media going in on you guys. The comments, oh my goodness. I've seen people talking about never buying again, returning what I just bought, returning all my Adidas. It doesn't matter. You don't want to go against, you just don't want to be brought up in a light that it looks like you have a problem with a, a select group of individuals. I'm not saying you did and I'm not saying you do, but you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you have to defend it. You don't want to have to convince people. No, 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 no. It was just the stripes. It wasn't Black Lives Matter, just the stripes. Yeah, whatever, bro. You got Kanye doing this, y'all doing this, y'all get rid of Kanye, you get rid of Beyonce, nah. Y'all go in a different direction. Don't even want people to say that, whether it's true or not. You just don't want people to say that. You don't want to have to rebuild your brand based off of bad decisions you've made. You just don't. It's okay to have to rebuild your brand with ideas that failed. <clears throat> Ivy Park didn't work out. Shucks. Kanye, he's a wacko. All right, let's, let's back to the drawing board. You, you that, that's what you want to continue to do. You don't want to have to pile on these additional issues. You're a sneaker company. You're an athletic brand. Focus on that. It's like, man, this is no joke the year of lawsuits. Nike suing everybody. Adidas suing everybody. Like, man, y'all lawyers are getting paid. All right? And if you think I'm giving you 275 for that whack fear of God sneaker so you could pay the lawyers to... to to sue Black Lives Matter, you're smoking. I'm just kidding. I'm just potting. I'm just talking. What else are I going to talk about? Oh, like I said, man, not too much. Not too much to talk about today. Not a long episode. Steph Curry signs a lifetime deal with uh, Under Armour. Appreciate the few cats that sent that to me today. Um, I saw it on a few of the sneaker publications and blogs and stuff like that. I mean, they had no choice. Um, you know... Here's the thing about Under Armour. I'm pretty confident that Steph Curry um, is the number one earner of products, you know, selling um, with Under Armour. You know, they gave him his own sort of Steph line, um, you know, sort of like, you know, obviously still under the Under Armour umbrella, but sort of have his own thing, which they should have. Steph Curry is one of the greatest NBA players, sorry, one of the greatest basketball players in NBA history. He's the greatest shooter in NBA history. He's one of the greatest basketball players in NBA history. And you were lucky enough to take him away from Nike. That's what a lot of people forget. Steph Curry was a Nike athlete at first. Okay. He had a lot of bad ankle issues and the Nike shoes just wasn't working for him. Once that ended or they let him out of it, he went to Under Armour and he's been ever since. I mean, out of here ever since. Now, we are talking about Under Armour, which does not have a much high regard amongst the sneaker community, but Steph Curry does. Um, you know, it's funny, though, when, you know, I see a lot of people shooting tons of three-pointers now. I'm talking about young people and stuff like that. I've been in the gym with young people, and they're like, Curry? And they're wearing LeBrons, you know, they're wearing, they're not wearing Currys, you know. Um, this was a move that Under Armour had to make, you know, keep Steph Curry for the rest of his life. You know, it's probably going to make him a billionaire if he's not 
close to it already with all his other endorsements and things like that. And I don't know how far he is or how close he is. So don't don't correct me. You know, you know, cats are on Google. Yo, what's his net worth? Relax. All right, you got a lifetime deal with Under Armour. You're you're gonna be a billionaire, or you're close to it. Um, I mean, he's gonna be paid forever. It's a lifetime deal. Um, you have to keep Steph Curry one because he may be your only bargaining tool to sign other athletes from here on out. Um, you lose Steph Curry for any reason, or when Steph Curry retires, or you know, bat- hangs up his basketball sneakers, you don't have him on your roster forever and whatnot. You'll be hard pressed to be able to get another one. Um. I mean, look, your your competition is is Nike. You know, Under Armour. That's not even your competition. Is Nike? Your competition is Adidas, essentially. Um, you know, Nike is Adidas's competition, but they really can't compete with them besides throw a bunch of money at them. And Under Armour, your competition is Adidas. You can't even think of Nike. But I'll tell you one thing. You know, you need one of the greatest athletes on your roster period um so it was just a good move for them you know what i mean so you know i got no problem with it you know um under armor you know essentially assisted with putting steph curry's career in a different direction steph curry was hurt a long long time a lot of times for multiple seasons now you know, injuries here and there just comes with wear and tear and age. But Steph Curry is one of the most reliable NBA players um, to ever set foot on the court. And he's one of the most clutch and he's the greatest shooter of all time, you know. So Under Armour should be happy. And like I said, when his time is up to hang up them basketball sneakers, he can be utilized to bring on more Under Armour athletes, you know. They're going to need something. Because if you lose Steph Curry, you have nothing. Um, the athletes that Curry have on their roster, I think in the NBA, Joel Embiid. I think they have some golfers like Jordan Spieth. I think they even got some skiers. They may have like some Olympic wrestlers. I don't know. They had Tom Brady. They got The Rock. Rock isn't, you know, The Rock is The Rock. You know, they had Cam Newton. You know, they're stretched, you know, thin in star athletes, you know, and, and star athletes where you want to dress like them, be like them, and act like them. You know what I mean? You appreciate Tom Jones, you know, I'm sorry, you appreciate Tom Brady's longevity, but his longevity isn't attributed to wearing Under Armour. It's attributed to just his insatiable will to play, win, and whatever he claims is TB12, you know? So, um, but uh, other than that, I think that's it. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Short episode, nothing too much. You know, I know it was really heavy on the fear of God and the Adidas thing, but, you know, that was sort of the big news this week. It wasn't a lot of sneaker news to talk about this week. Um, you know, but I did want to give you guys something to listen to on your drive home and, you know, throughout the week. Uh, for those who have Cesar Chavez off, I do. Um, tomorrow, you know, take an extra day, listen to the podcast or whatnot. Try to get the video up as soon as I can. Appreciate everybody who likes, subscribe, share this podcast. That's the sneak this. Pow, 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 pow. <laughs>